It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Fourth of July. This is Charlie Potter on the Great Outdoors Show on WGN Radio. It's been a long time since I've done the show on the actual Fourth of July. I hope wherever you're listening, you have a wonderful holiday weekend. I want to start off with talking about something that has been in the news a lot, but not this part of it. Certainly, right now, you cannot turn on any form of communications without hearing about the drought in the West. And until recently, we had a drought in a lot of the Midwest. Uh, with all the rain that we've had in the Chicagoland area over the last now 10 days, I, I think it's safe to say our, our drought is broken. Uh, it's feast or famine, it seems like. But in the West, the drought is, is really, really serious. And what it's really serious for right now are fish. The Intermountain region of the West, some of the greatest trout streams in, in all the world are looking a lot like late August instead of early July. Water temperatures are rising. Uh, fish undoubtedly are going to be very stressed and it's unlikely that things would change in July and August, the two, two of the driest months of the year in the American West. So we are going to have a year where there is going to be a substantial closure of fishing. Already on the Smith River in Montana, uh, float trips have been canceled. You no longer can do it um, on a lot of the river, the upper stretches. Throughout the West, as the water, t- as the tre- stream levels fall and the water temperatures rise, fish become stressed. And then when you fish for them, it's even more stressful because obviously they're using, they're excreting lactic acid and they're, uh, need a lot of oxygen when they, when they fight. And so it's likely that many of the most famous rivers in all the world, those in the Rocky Mountain West, this summer uh, will have curtailed fishing at one point or another. And in fact, uh, some of them may be closed entirely. And that comes as a huge hit to an industry that is absolutely uh, reeling from, from COVID. The guiding business last year, depending on where you were, was either booming or non-existent, depending on the regulations. But the American West is uh, where we go to play in the summer for a lot of people, and it's filled. Every campground's full. All of our national parks are bursting at the seams. Uh, but it's coming on a year when we are going to have really, really serious water shortages. Up in Canada, the uh, the drought ha- continues to persist across Saskatchewan, Alberta. North Dakota, eastern Montana, into Manitoba, parts of South Dakota did, did get some water, a lot of it, but most of the state did not. So it's going to continue to look really, really bleak uh, from a point of view of nesting birds on the prairies, which produce so much of North America's bird population. I got an email from Frank Rauer, the president of Delta Waterfowl, the other day saying that this is uh, this is a really tough year. And we know from talking on the show recently that um, 
that it is a tough year. So it's while we are, in fact, out of the drought and the South, as many of you may know, huge crop losses across Arkansas, North Louisiana, Mississippi, crop losses from devastated flooding. Uh, and there we're going to have a situation where when it comes to winter food this winter, a friend of mine from Little Rock wrote me the other day and said, I'm reading about the drought on the breeding grounds. He said, well, when the birds come south, they're going to find very little food in the deep south because it's all flooded out. So, so many of the rice areas and corn areas that are managed for waterfowl are underwater or have been flooded out, which means that we're going to have a, a limited food crop to go with um, a, a pretty bad, pretty bad uh, breeding season. Moving from that for a moment, um, I want to talk a little bit about Africa. I couldn't possibly shift further here on the 4th of July uh, from America than I am going to Africa. And what I want to talk about for a moment is what is taking place as we break out of COVID. There are two forms of tourism in Africa that make a difference for wildlife. There is ecotourism, people coming to take photographic safaris, never intending to shoot anything. Lots of lodges have been built and people from around the world, but especially Americans have come for ecotourism, photography, and then there is safaris, hunting safaris in Africa, which is a revenue-wise far larger than the ecotourism business. During the COVID shutdown, it appears that poaching in many areas of Africa went unimpeded, just rampant. And while uh, some people might disagree with me on this, I think I'll, I'll stand my ground. Most of the poaching in Africa is the result of China, which has an insatiable demand for ivory, for the aphrodisiac that they believe comes from ivory. So when these lodges were shut down and people couldn't come on photo safari and the so hunting safari business was shut down. The poachers ran rampant. It's a sick, sick situation and one that uh, we, we absolutely have to address if Africa is going to maintain its wildlife. And I firmly believe, I think the data is overwhelming, that when you have hunting involved, wildlife do well. Because the revenues from hunting enable the local economy to, to thrive and, in, and also enable the concessions to hire security forces, which drive the poachers out. A case after case of where governments or regions decided they didn't want to have any more safari hunting, and they said, we're going to close it to hunting, have immediately been overrun by poachers. And wildlife populations, elephants, rhino, all the big, all the big five have been plundered. With COVID now waning, although parts of Africa are really still in a tough shape, it is pretty critical that safari hunting return. Otherwise, the wildlife won't be there. There is, has been to date, just no means other than hunting safaris or photographic safaris for the rural areas of Africa to stem the tide of poaching and the decline in animals. So I am a fervent believer, and as I said, I think the data backs me up, that we need 
to have a very strong safari industry in Africa. And on that score, we look at states like California and other places that are passing just absolutely stupid regulations. Of course, California has been known to do that from time to time. But these are regulations which ban the importation of skins or trophies from Africa taken by Americans. So if you're going to Africa and you are going on a trophy hunt, you're going to shoot an animal that most likely you want to bring back to your home to display. And, I, and I'm sure some of you are saying, well, that's just terrible. You shouldn't shoot a wild animal just to bring it home and display. Uh, I don't think that's what this is about. I've hunted big game in Africa. I've hunted birds in Africa. It's the hunt. It's the chase. It's being on safari. It's being in the wilderness. It is hearing the roar of lions at night. It is never knowing when you're safe and when you're not. The hunt is what it's all about. The actual killing of the animal at the end of the day, you still have to be pretty good to do it. And there's nothing wrong, in my view, and I think the view of, of really a lot of people, in once you've taken that animal, all the meat is consumed, all of it, by the locals. There's nothing wrong with bringing the cape or the horns uh, back to, or the skins back to America. If you can't do that, as California now is putting the kibosh on being able to do that, if you can't do that, then the desire to go hunt in Africa is going to be diminished. And as I spoke a moment ago, if the, if the hunting in Africa is not able to continue, then these animals are going to be murdered, and that's what it is, and their horns are going to be, their tusks are going to be cut off. You've all seen the pictures of rhinos walking around with no horns. Uh, the horns are going to be cut off. The animals are going to be left to die, and, and there'll be nothing left. So it's not, it's not an easy thing, but certainly we have to recognize if we want to have big game animals in the world, hunting has a major role in it, as does the photo safari, but it is nowhere near as big as hunting. And that some of the people who pretend to love them the most are also in creating legislation which will ultimately lead to their demise, and in some cases, a very rapid demise. I'll be back in just a moment with much more on the great outdoors. And when I do, I want to talk a little bit about chronic wasting disease and some not-so-great news from Texas. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about uh, what we might look forward to this summer still um, with, uh, with some fishing opportunity. And I do have to talk about something that happened to my friend David Keene, the former president of the NRA. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN, and first a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. In the field, hunters need to be alert, sense the environment around them and know exactly where they are, communicate seamlessly with their dogs. And when it comes to pickup trucks, you want the same qualities. The all-new Chevy Silverado comes with an available 4G Wi-Fi hotspot for seamless communication. It's designed to handle the toughest loads with advanced trailering technology, tough on the road and off. And the all-new design gives you more cargo space than the competition. 
Chevy Silverado is the most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickup on the road. Plus, there's never been a better time to see your local Chevy dealer about the Big Fix lease. It's an amazing lease deal that can lower your monthly payments and give you more Chevy, all for less money. That's a treasure hunt. So head to your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and see why Chevy is the number one best-selling brand in Chicagoland, now eight years running. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. And if you're just joining me, happy 4th of July. In the time left this morning, I'm, I'm going to start off with talking about what, what I think is just one of the worst, just shameful acts that could occur to a very decent human being. Happens to be a human being, a friend of mine, David Keene, who was the former president of the National Rifle Association and a highly, highly respected individual. He was asked to do a speech for the James Madison Academy's 2021 graduating class. The only problem was there is no such thing as the James Madison Academy. There is no 2021 graduating class. And David Keene, who's been a staunch defender of the Second Amendment and has been a defender of it in a constitutional way and in a very compelling way, was speaking. They did a dress rehearsal. So they they brought him to Las Vegas. And in an empty auditorium, they had 3,044 white chairs that he thought he was dress rehearsing for, and it was going to be filmed. And then the next day, he would be on a large screen TV talking to all these individuals. It was a ruse. The whole thing was a scripted stunt to embarrass the National Rifle Association. Those chairs sadly represented young men and women who've been killed in violent crime who never made it to their high school graduation. Unbelievably sad, I mean, shocking, that that loss, that number of individuals could not go to their graduation. But to bring the former president of the NRA, National Rifle Association, to speak to this group and then to take his speech and cut it and slice it and dice it and they also did it with another individual who's had a long time uh, career, if you will, in, in the constitutional, Constitution United States and, 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 and has been a staunch defender of the Second Amendment. They took both of their speeches and they then photoshopped them and filled them with a video that took everything out of context and made David Keene look like some lunatic advocating for mass murder and things like that. It's so shameful. And here's what's the most shameful thing of all. Leo Burnett was involved in this stunt. They helped produce this stunt. How shameful. One of the great advertising agencies of the world, iconic for all the brands it's helped build, would be involved in a complete farce to embarrass 
the National Rifle Association, and more importantly, to embarrass David Keene, who's a very fine individual who I've known for many years. Shame on you, Leo Burnett. I, re- I, really, I really feel that way. It's just so sad that you would think that this is a, an honorable way to try to bring an end to the senseless violence we have in America. And I, this is a show about hunting and fishing off in the outdoors always. We can't have hunting and we can't have the shooting sports if we don't have the protection of the Second Amendment. So I think it's really awful what happened. And if you want to know more about it, it was written up. I'm not advocating you do because I just think the whole thing is is a disgrace to those of us who revere the ability to go hunting and fishing and ha- enjoy the shooting sports and have Leo Burnett lead the effort to to create this con job and then come up with a with a public relations video um, degrading so many good people is, is really awful. As I sign off, and I've got just a minute left, I do want to quickly turn to Illinois for a moment. Don't forget that coming up in the next few weeks will be the Illinois waterfowl blind drawings. We'll have more on that. Many states across the country moving into the post-COVID mode are, re, are reinstituting their their lottery systems for hunting this fall. You'll want to pay attention to that. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great 4th of July. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.